I want, I want, I want, me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from a Hairy Head, the podcast where I talk about whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues, limited government, and decentralization. This is the second episode of Thoughts from a Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. Today we are going to look at the recent net neutrality regulations passed by the FCC and the constitutional ramifications of its actions. Some people are calling it Obama's takeover of the internet. Now that might be an exercise in hyperbole. After all, at some point, Obama will be gone and a Republican will sit in the Oval Office. Then he will control the internet. Sadly, that probably won't bother the Republicans too much. And it should strike fear into all of the liberals cheerleading net neutrality today. At any rate, this much is undeniable. As of last week, a monopoly now controls the provision of internet service in the United States. Ironically, progressives wildly cheered this monopoly takeover of the World Wide Web in America. Wait, what? No, no, Mike, you don't understand. The FCC is going to protect us from the big corporations. Well, okay, if you say so. But you might want to consider the fact that the federal government is the biggest, most powerful monopoly in the world. And unlike Verizon, Comcast, and Google, the federal government has guys with guns to enforce its monopoly position. Now there are all kinds of reasons to lament the implementation of net neutrality. After all, it will allow a federal agency to regulate a 21st century technology based on a Communications Act passed in 1934. Really, what could go wrong, right? On a side note, whatever you might think about the whole issue, you have to admit that Verizon's press release after the FCC vote was pretty funny and poignant. The company actually did its entire press release in Morse code. At any rate, there are a multitude of problems with net neutrality. Ryan McMacken wrote a fantastic article over at the Mises Institute on the dangers inherent in this government regulation scheme. There was also a good article in Wired magazine that explained how local governments are the real culprit in choking out broadband competition in America. I'll provide links to both of those articles in our show notes. But I don't want to focus on the practical problems with the federal regulation of the Internet. Instead, I want to focus on the broader constitutional implications of the FCC's move. From a constitutional standpoint, the first question we have to ask is, does the federal government have the authority to regulate the Internet? I think the answer is pretty clearly no. There was no Internet in the 18th century and presumably no crystal balls. Therefore, it would have been pretty hard for the people to delegate the federal government power to regulate it. 
Now, some will argue that Congress gets its power from the Commerce Clause, but the founding era meaning of commerce was trade, specifically trading goods. Despite the constant expansion of federal power through the Commerce Clause, courtesy of the federal employees sitting on the Supreme Court, it was never intended to give the feds authority to regulate manufacturing or agriculture and certainly not a non-existent communications technology. James Madison actually explained the purpose of delegating the authority to regulate trade between the states. He said, quote, it is very certain it grew out of the abuse of power of the importing states in taxing the non-importing and was intended as a negative and preventative provision against injustice among the states themselves, rather than as a power to be used for the positive purposes of the general government. Regulating the Internet does not fall within the parameters that Madison was talking about. But Mike, you say, we need the federal government to regulate the Internet. The founders couldn't have anticipated the World Wide Web, so they gave us a living, breathing constitution so the federal government could take on new powers in order to adapt to an ever-changing world. Horse hockey. The founders gave us an amendment process to allow the people to decide if new powers are necessary in order to adapt to an ever-changing world. They never remotely contemplated that the federal government would be able to seize new power just because the political class decided it was a good idea. But just for the sake of argument, let's pretend that Congress does have the power to regulate the Internet. Would that have made the FCC net neutrality vote legitimate? No. Why? Because the Constitution vests legislative power in Congress. Okay, so what is legislative power? Well, it's the power to make or change laws. That raises the next question, what is a law? I looked up the word in an 18th century law dictionary, and it defined a law as, quote, the rule and bond of men's actions, or a rule for the well-governing of civil society. It discovers that which is crooked or wrong, unquote. So when the FCC makes regulations for the internet. Is it or is it not making law? Of course it is. Break it and see what happens. This raises the key question. Where does an executive agency like the FCC get lawmaking authority? It certainly doesn't get it from the Constitution. But supporters of such things will say, now Mike, the Congress gave the FCC that power. Quit whining and enjoy the new and improved monopoly-controlled internet. But there's still a huge problem. Congress does not have the authority to transfer its delegated authority to another body. This violates basic constitutional rules of construction. It's known as the non-delegation doctrine. The Supreme Court put it succinctly in an 1892 case known as Field v. Clark. Quote, that Congress cannot delegate legislative power to the president is a principle universally recognized as vital to the integrity and maintenance of the system of government ordained by the Constitution. Of course, this was before the politically appointed lawyers in black robes changed their tune in the 1930s and decided that Congress only needs to pass bills outlining general intent and that regulatory bodies can fill in the blanks. This obliterates the concept of separation of powers, placing lawmaking authority in the hands of unaccountable bureaucrats. Strict separation of powers is fundamental in the American system. 
John Locke laid out this principle of non-delegation in his second treatise of government. Quote, the legislative cannot transfer the power of making laws to any other hands, for it being but a delegated power from the people, they who have it cannot pass it over to others. The people alone can appoint the form of the commonwealth, which is by constituting the legislative and appointing in whose hands that shall be. And when the people have said, we will submit to rules and be governed by laws made by such men and in such forms, nobody else can say other men shall make laws for them, nor can the people be bound by any laws, but such as are enacted by those whom they have chosen and authorized to make the laws for them. The powers of the legislative being derived from the people by a positive voluntary grant and institution can be no other than what that positive grant conveyed, which being only to make laws and not to make legislators. The legislative can have no power to transfer their authority of making laws and place it in other hands, unquote. So net neutrality has no legitimate constitutional basis. First, because Congress lacks the authority to regulate the internet in the first place. Those of you who really want legitimate monopoly control over the World Wide Web need to get a constitutional amendment passed. And second, because even if Congress legitimately possessed internet regulatory power, it lacks the authority to transfer that power to an executive branch agency like the FCC. Net neutrality is nothing more than another in a long line of unconstitutional federal power grabs. Well, that's it for this edition of Thoughts from Meharry Head. I really appreciate you listening, and I hope you'll tune again next week. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at michael.meharry at 10th I'll have that email address along with those links that I mentioned earlier in the show notes. Again, thank you for listening, and have a great day.